0: Well, one of the best moments of the Big 12 basketball season, not just the college basketball season, but obviously the Big 12 basketball season, was on Tuesday night, Kansas State pulling off not a huge upset, but certainly an upset over the Kansas Jayhawks at home, the Sunflower Showdown, uh, back in full force, an absolutely outstanding, outstanding game, went to overtime, everything that you thought this game could be. It was that and more with K-State winning 83-82. to A guy who had a front row seat and knows this program as well as anybody is Tim Fitzgerald. GoPowerCat.com. Those guys are doing the best job covering the Kansas State Wildcats. Uh, Tim, the game obviously was special, but to me it's about what this game means and how that game can potentially define Kansas State basketball going forward under Jerome Tang. Forget the X's and O's. What was that night like on Tuesday night, and what can that mean for the program going forward?
1: Well, just stop and think about you know the magnitude of the mountain that is KU basketball. That I mean, Baylor took forever to kind of scale that. Kansas State has struggled with that uh, for many years. There was a brief period when they seemed competitive with Kansas, and, and that fell off, and Um, You know, 2008, that was a great Kansas State team that that broke that long streak of losing to Kansas in Bramage Coliseum. Um, And and teams since then have beaten Kansas, rarely, but it's happened. But it always felt like there was an elite effort involved to get that done. Everything kind of had to align. Tuesday night, it felt like Kansas State didn't play its best game and still won. Um, and i I don't think that says anything about Kansas this season I think Kansas is outstanding I just think that indicates what a remarkable job Jerome tang has come in here and done by elevating the talent level and that's his word elevating the talent level to uh, such a monumental you know upgrade that you, you don't have to play your league game to beat a Kansas you can go out there and and you know just just play and compete and win. And, uh, you know, he's one of no against KU. And that's just a, that's an incredible thing to say in itself.
0: What makes him different? What, what, like just, uh, that's a loaded question, but what makes Jerome Tang different?
1: He, he exudes kindness, um, as much as, uh, any coach I've ever been around, uh, but in a strong way, um, in a forceful way. Um, and, he never stops coaching. You no, know, he he doesn't stop coaching his players about you know X's and O's, but also about life and how to take care of their business personally, scholastically. You know, his teams have, have broken the records for highest GPA. So it's not like he went out and found a bunch of vagabonds to come to K State to wear basketball uniforms. He he brought in good students too. Uh, he coaches the fans. I mean, climbing up on a table after the game to stop a, a chant that was about Kansas and turn it into a KSU chant, he just never stops coaching those around him to try to make them better. He's he's a remarkable individual. I've never covered a coach like him.
0: You know, you mentioned um, jumping on the table after the game. For people that didn't see it, you know, uh, obviously K-State fans for a long time, especially when playing KU. Um, will chant instead of KSU they will chant F the F word KU and that's been a staple for a very long time um, at at these K-State games especially when Kansas is in Manhattan and that was on full display last night before the game despite the fact that Jerome Tang pleaded with the fan base what on Monday saying hey let's not do that let's be proud of K-State they didn't listen They did it after the game, after storming the court when K-State wins. And if you haven't seen the video, it is incredible. Jerome Tang jumps on the scorer's table, grabs the microphone that was used for the PA system. And I don't want to say admonishes the fan base, but tries to teach them uh, what, you know, we should be chanting instead of FKU. What was that like to cover, Tim? What was that moment like?
1: Bizarre and fantastic. It was I've never seen a coach grab the mic after the game. um, And you're right. He admonished the fans, but did it in a loving and positive way. He, he, he absolutely lives the life that he wants everyone else to live. And um, it's, it's, it's pretty incredible to be around, to be honest. And, um, you know, and none of that is to say this guy's soft. I mean, I wouldn't want to get on his bad side in that locker room. He's, Openly, you know, admitted a couple of players weren't getting it done in practice, so they weren't practice or weren't playing in games. And both of those players now are contributors. Um, he, he's just never stops trying to make people around him better, and uh, that's that's a serious gift. That's a really special gift to have, and not do it in a preachy way, as much as just in a guiding way. It's 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 kind of fun to be around. It's a totally different experience than covering a basketball team.
0: When he did that, I mean, how did the fans take it? Do you think that, you know, it will start to calm down the FKU stuff, or is it going to take a little bit more time and a little bit more than just Coach Tang jumping on the scores table?
1: Yeah, it will. Um, you know, he, he intervened during football season uh, when it started up um, with the Wabash Cannonball and, you know, a, a favorite school fight song. And, you know, the, the students were... Uh, treading on a great tradition and he got it stopped except against kansas and that's going to be his challenge i think he can get i think he has got it stopped a, a, in every situation except against kansas Now, you know a reporter back there was ku counted 11 different occurrences during the night when the students started chanting that um and this isn't a this isn't a new thing i mean it's been pointed out that this goes back to Hearn field house where it was rock chalk chicken hawks blank ku Mm-hmm. Um, what the students would chant. So this has been around a long time. Um, and But if anyone can stop it, it's him. Uh, and he's actually probably the only one who could stop it. He has that kind of, uh, uh, you know, credit in the bank with the student body after how he's, you know, been so fantastic to them. That, um, you know, kind of being part of them and loving on them. And uh, he's the only one who has a chance to stop it. And he certainly can get it suppressed. Um, down to almost zero if, if not zero and we'll we'll see what kind of impact it has but we really won't see that until next year because I don't think we'll hear it again during basketball season um, because the KU games in the past so maybe we'll find out next year.
0: Okay all right so yeah it's not uh, so it's not one of those things that gets chanted at every game it's specifically now just for the Kansas game when they're in town.
1: Yeah but that, we haven't heard it all basketball season until last night and um, I think the only time we heard it in football season after the initial flurry was against
0: Kansas. Gotcha. Very cool. Interesting. Uh, Tim Fitzgerald, go Power Cat. Check them out. Everything Kansas State Wildcats Athletics, they've got you covered. So when you look at this league right now, uh, I, I mean, you know, there's a multi-way tie at the top. 5 and one conference record for certainly KU and K-State. I, I mean... Is this Big Twelve what you expected it to be, Tim? Is it better? Like, how do you analyze and look at this league right now?
1: Jerome Tang was supposed to have the team that everyone can get a win over. Yeah, um, and now he's beating everyone. Uh, yeah, Texas Tech comes to see Coliseum on Saturday. I, I think Tech is winless. I'm not sure. Yep. Um, that's not a gimme. Nothing in this conference is even close to a gimme. Uh, it, it's absolutely relentless and brutal and oh by the way if you do get that win over tech then you get to go to Iowa State which is also five and one and tied with everyone and now you'll be in the exact reverse role a week later of what uh, you know KU was to you coming into your home court ranked top 10 team you know yada 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 and, and Iowa State can those fans will be loaded up for bear to, to beat Kansas State and uh, the nice thing about that game is uh, both fan bases might break into the FKU show, <laughs> and you know have this moment of unity. Uh, but it, it's it's just unbelievable this conference. Uh, K State was picked last in the conference, and as pointed out to me by my friend Kelly in Vegas yesterday, the preseason projections, computer projections, had K State winless in the conference. So it's really K State that's kind of trashed this conference and what all of our expectations were. Uh, heading into the
0: season yeah that's a, a very a good point as uh, Tim Fitzgerald joins us here on the show so before we continue with Tim uh, our show this week is brought to you by DraftKings hey you want $200 in free bets you can get it with DraftKings Sportsbooks an official sports betting partner of the NFL using our promo code HCS that's Heartland College Sports HCS download the DraftKings Sportsbook app And use that code. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL divisional round this weekend and get $200 in free bets instantly, only at DraftKings Sportsbooks with our code HCS. I'm a Chiefs fan. I'll be at the game. I can't wait. But before I go to the game, since I live in Kansas, i got to place the bet in Kansas and then go to Missouri where they don't have it. Get that done, Missouri. Get it done. Stop dragging your feet. And um, you can take advantage as well today if you're in a state where you can do it, of course. So $200 in free bets. You can't beat that. Use our promo code HCS for Heartland College Sports. Appreciate you guys. Let's get back to Tim Fitzgerald. As you look at, at you know, this league NCAA tournament, you're hearing some coaches, Mike Boynton at Oklahoma State, saying, hey, you know, we should have all 10 teams potentially in the big dance come March Madness. Now, you know, teams like West Virginia and Texas Tech, they, they've got to at least get to a handful of wins in league play. You can't go 2-16 and, and make an NCAA tournament. But if they get on track, I mean, what do you think this means for the Big 12, uh, the big dance, and what the national perception is going to be in this league and of this league during a year of what's going to be incredible change?
1: You know, I've, I've never – I mean, we always talk about the Big 12 every year, but it's never been this way. You know, the fact that when they got headed into conference season or, you know, maybe a game or two in, the NCAA net rating had the 10 toughest strength of schedules, the 10 Big 12 teams, uh, is is stunning. And it's absolutely unbelievable. Um, and it just shows how loaded this conference is. But you're right. Uh, you got to win some games, guys. You can't, you know, be below 500 by the end of the season and get in. That's the problem. Uh, you start beating up on each other. But you do stop and wonder: Does six and twelve in the Big Twelve get you in at season's end? Um, you know, particularly if you win your game in the SEC challenges is coming up later this month, it's it's going to be interesting to see what the committee does with some of these Big Twelve teams. Because on paper, on paper, they they probably belong in. Uh, you wouldn't want to see um, one of those teams as your 11 seed in your bracket. I'll I'll put it that way. Uh, but. In reality, it's really hard to put in a team that is, you know, maybe six and twelve in the conference and one or two games above five hundred. It's it's hard to muster the strength to do that.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, if you look at, um, I want to get into some broader picture stuff right now for the Big Twelve in this conference. Uh, the other big game on Tuesday night was Iowa State uh, taking on Texas. Tyrese Hunter back in Ames for the first time since transferring. That game was stuck on ESPN Plus. I know that you and I have talked about this before. But this whole ESPN Plus thing, you know, like that's a game on Tuesday night that to me the entire nation should be able to watch easily. ESPN will say, well, you can if you have ESPN Plus. No one is just, you know, scrolling through ESPN Plus like you are your cable package. You're just not doing it, you're not stumbling upon games. You're going there specifically for a game. How does the Big 12, in your estimation, Tim? need to balance this thing of being in bed with ESPN, treating them as a partner, but also making sure they're not getting screwed.
1: Yeah, it's interesting because if, if you ask ESPN, you know, they'll defend it to the the end that they're not screwing anyone. Um, but let's point out that Iowa State is, you know, alongside K-State is one of the most shocking stories in, you know, the Big 12, let alone national basketball. They played Correct me if I'm wrong. They played Kansas on Saturday on the ESPN yes, Plus, yes. and then they turn around and play Texas on the ESPN Plus. What we're seeing here is a very precise plan by ESPN, which is struggling financially. Let's be very clear about that. Uh, they have made some bad deals. Uh, I would contend that their SEC deal is a bad deal, but we'll see how it plays out. And one of the revenue streams that is boosting ESPN uh, networks right now. Is plus, mm-hmm. and notice who they're doing this to, and I'm, that's an intentional use of they're they're targeting schools. It is some of the most rabid basketball fan bases in the Big Twelve because they know damn well those fans will subscribe to watch their team. Mm-hmm. They're not going to say, "Oh, I'll just listen on the radio." They're too rabid in Ames, and Lawrence certainly, and in Manhattan and they will continue to put those programs on that platform for pure revenue generation over, you know, exposing your media partners to a larger audience. And that's kind of a shame. It really is. And you said the key to it. Look, I know where ESPN Plus is. I know to go look there intentionally because I, I I've kind of learned that because K-State's on there so often, but nobody scrolls it. It's not in your listings in any way. You have to go do it intentionally, and that's the shortcoming with streaming right now. you got to know what you're looking for and where it's at.
0: Yeah, absolutely agree, Um, and it's going to be a tough balancing act for the Big 12 going forward on that front. Tim, something else that as we have this conversation we don't have an answer on, and that is the uh, Big 12 football schedule. I know you... You wrote about this at Go Powercat, you know, the Big 12 uh, may be trying to figure out if OU and Texas are leaving in 24 instead of 25, how that impacts the 2023 schedule. Uh, what do you think the Big 12 should be doing here right now as we kind of just sit here and twiddle our thumbs and wait, wait for a football schedule?
1: I'd love to know what's going on because I, I guess since UCF AD tweeted out that we're going to expect the schedule Tuesday and then he deleted that tweet and yep. we didn't get a schedule Tuesday. So uh, it is ongoing. I, I'm i beginning to wonder if they're not, you know, really in heated negotiations for OU and Texas to depart. Um, I've even speculated that the Big 12 could say, look, we'll, we'll fill up your schedule next year, but we're going to remove you from the conference standing. Um, and, you know, that means the teams that play you might have seven or eight conference games, but you're not going to be eligible to play the big 12 championship. I, I wouldn't want to be at a negotiating table with Brett Yoramark. I, I, I get the feeling he is tenacious and somewhat unwielding. Um, and he just, he, he won't move. Um, and I think that's just going on. I think the big 12 wants Texas, and Oklahoma out, but wants them to pay what they're, they signed a contract to pay. Uh, and I don't know why the big 12 should give in on any of that. Uh, because if OU you and Texas you know want to have an equal partnership, then go to the SEC because uh, I don't think anyone of the big twelve really wants to listen to their their moans and cries about a schedule or anything when they when they did this themselves.
0: But how do you think ESPN factors in where ESPN's playing both sides of this saying, "Hey, come on, big twelve, wink, wink, nod nod, we're taking care of you guys, can you?" Let OU and Texas out a little bit early. Come on, we got you a good deal. We're in bed with you guys, too. So that's where ESPN, in some ways, could be playing middleman here in all this.
1: But Fox would like to maintain the OU and Texas football rights through the, the current contract. So, True. Uh, there, there's a level here. Uh, you know, my, my thought is if ESPN really wants that, and I can see how they would, uh, why not offer Fox, the Red River rivalry two years in a row they so you could just have it. Um, let's get this taken care of um, because, you know, that's, let's be honest, that's the game that they're really concerned about. So it, uh, it I'm just, how long can this go on? How long can they delay this? Uh, I did hear that OU and Texas weren't happy about the initial schedules. Uh, my response was, so what, uh, you know, uh, Texas uh, had always kept in its pocket enough votes to get whatever they wanted to. they, it coerts the Texas schools and Oklahoma State and other schools to go along to get along. Um, and that's over. Um and I, I don't I don't know why they get to have any more input than you know K State having to go play on the road to open conference play almost every year. K State doesn't like it, but they don't get the right to hold up the the schedules on everyone else.
0: That's a good point. um, last thing on this front, you know, you mentioned not wanting to sit across the negotiating table from Brett Yormark, and I agree with you there. You know, I think Brett Yormark's been a a great addition as the leader of this conference. Um, And some of the complaints have been that I've heard around the sport is, well, he's a pro guy. He's got a pro attitude on this whole thing. And we're college athletics. You know, Tim, to me, the Big 12 didn't start this. The Big 12 has reacted to the climate of college athletics and the fact that this league has almost been destroyed a handful of times the last 10 to 15 years. That's not the Big 12's fault. And the league responding to it by hiring Brett Yormark is the right play for its own protection purposes. What about you and and how Yormark has done and how he's going to be as the face of this conference?
1: Uh, he's great. I mean, he's you know he's unlike other commissioners. He, he's not you know a snake in the grass back there talking to other people without anyone knowing what's going on. He is very intentional about his actions. He he hasn't hidden the fact he wants to expand west. I mean, he's basically said, hey, if Pac-12 schools want to talk to us, we'll talk to them. Um, and it's it's refreshing. You know, he's not saying we're not doing anything. You know, we're all good while, well, you know, secretly negotiating like OU and Texas or UCLA in USC to leave the conference behind. Uh, he's, he's put everything out there. He knows, he's indicated where he wants to take this conference, how he wants to do things. You know, he's going to do things that make us all upset at some point. For example, he's decided all the media seating at the Big 12 basketball tournament <laughs> in Kansas City will now be sold uh, to fans, and we'll be up in the hockey press box, which is literally an impossible way to watch a basketball game because you have no depth perception up there. Um, and it, it'll, but you know, if he feels like every little nickel and dime like that can add up to something of substance of the conference, then so be it. Uh, you know, I think even in mem- as members of the media. If he can uh, lift up this this conference and get it more and more competitive, and I think it's clear it's the number three conference at this point, let alone with further expansion, uh, then it's good for the media, too. It's yeah. good to have a product like that
0: to cover. I totally agree. And, you know, as someone who last year was sitting right behind Fran Fraschilla during the Big 12 tournament, I was like, oh, man, he's taking away the best seat in the house. But I understood it. I get it. Uh, it's It's part of, you know, Business. I understand. He is uh, Tim Fitzgerald, Go Power Cat. Uh, be sure to check those guys out. There's so much happening between the football program and now the basketball program as well. They've got you covered at gopowercat.com. Tim, you're the man. Thanks for being here.
1: You bet, Pete. Love you, man.
0: He's the best, Tim Fitzgerald, Go Power Cat. Uh, love having him on the show. And thanks to you as well. Hey, our friends at DraftKings have that killer deal you don't want to miss out on. Bet $5 if you're a new customer. Get $200 in free bets using our promo code HCS. And by the way, take 30 seconds out if you could. Leave a rating, review, subscribe, and I'll get you a free Heartland College Sports koozie when you send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. Appreciate all you guys do. Talk to you soon. Thanks so much. Take care.